the girls. I played a win. They're playing girls. It's more sophisticated. What kind of girl talk girl are you? The game of truth or dare. <laughs> Call a guy and tell him something gross. <laughs> never. I'll take a zit sticker. What kind of girl talk girl are you? Kelly would never kiss and tell. My first kiss? Sure, I'll talk about it. What I was at the movies. Girl talk girl are you? I'm a winner. And a flirt. I gossip. And boy crazy. <laughs> Can we talk about this? Yeah, can we talk about this? So, uh, hey, hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Hey You Guys, the ever-popular podcast on pop culture of the 80s and 90s by two dudes, the Lithium. I'm your host, Jeffrey Mack, joined, as always, by the Topanga to my Kelly Kapowski, Mr. Scott Boyd. And, Boyd, I, I, I love that I don't read these really ahead of time, and you always <laughs> surprise me with these beautiful, um, I don't even know what the right terminology is, but if people couldn't tell... I'm obviously not Topanga, you're not Kelly Kapowski, or maybe you are, and I just don't know about it, but I, I think today's episode is going to be a really fun one, in that we get to really dive deep and talk about things that we really don't know much about, and that's essentially girl stuff, right? And, and we have a really special guest, I'll let you do the intro, but I'm I'm excited. I was actually talking to my wife earlier, and I told her... Well, well, I lied, and I told her that we had Tori Spelling on, <laughs> and she was like, no, you don't. I'm like, no, no, I'm dead serious. Like, we have Tori Spelling on. Um, she didn't really believe me, but I told her we were going to be talking about girl stuff, and she was like, I'm a little offended you didn't invite me onto the podcast, but but I did invite her in the past, and she said, there's no way in hell I'm going to do it. So she's actually really looking forward to this episode, so no pressure to our guest but this will be like the one episode that my wife listens to. So Boyd, let everyone know who we have joining us, and then I'm super excited to dive in and, and talk girl stuff. Good day, Jeff. And uh, yeah, let's do girl stuff. Today we have a special guest. She is a childhood friend of mine and an avid Hey You Guys listener. This is Trish the Dish. She's here with us today. <laughs> Trish, thanks for being here. Welcome. Um, nobody calls me that. It really, because Boyd prepped me to say I, I oh, need no. to refer Everybody to. Everybody calls me. Oh, that. okay, great. But Jeff, that's in, a that, that's a that's a in line. reference. It's a line directly from Mallrats. From Mallrats. Oh, but they you call don't call her Trish the Dish. Nobody calls me that. Gotcha. That went wow, way really, over. My I really head. thought that went over your. I'm I'm surprised that went over your head, Mr. Leonardo, New Jersey himself. <sighs> Listen, I you know you, everyone knows I have three kids. I was a, a little late for this start of this recording because my son Benson was having a meltdown. This is a so I was going to say five. This is a three-year-old who, if we were up to he, he would go to bed at one one o'clock in the morning. Um, yes, that'll never happen again. I will never not get a Kevin Smith reference. So please proceed with more Kevin Smith. But no, Trish, welcome. Thank you for joining. Lofty, lofty sort of expectations to live up to. Boyd has really sort of painted you as the female equivalent of he and I as it relates to 80s and 90s pop culture. So I think the expectations are high, but I think you're going to come through and, and, and really sort of nail this. But Boyd, I will let you kick it off because I, I have a lot of things that I want to talk about. Um, you know, I like to spring sort of random random things, but this list was vetted by my wife, so I think it's relevant. But Boyd, please, let's kick off this episode. Great. So, so Trish is the same age as me, but she also grew up with an older sister who's a similar age to you, Jeff. And that's why I think that she hits a perfect demographic. Now, I wanted to prep this by saying I grew up with a younger sister, about three and a half years younger. So I have a number of questions, but you don't have any sisters, right? Me? Jeff. No, negative. Right. I, have, I have a younger so I brother. I know you have... You have so many questions. So many questions. I mean, I did grow up very closely with my my cousins, and one of my cousins is a girl, but she is two years older than me. Um, so a lot of my girlness <laughs> expertise is is going to be her, who's even older. So it'd be interesting to see if sort of my recollection of being a girl in in, in, in the times of young Jeff sort of live up to live up to what you know Trish has sort of lived through but I don't know Trish I will kick it off and actually ask you what's your biggest memory 
of growing up? What were you into? What did you love? You get to lead the direction of where we take this. thing ever in life. Basically. Um, okay. My, when you say uh, 80s and 90s to me, I immediately think of two things. And that is uh, Mickey Mouse Club, MMC. Mm, the new Mickey Mouse Club? The new Mickey Mouse okay, Club. Okay. The all new Mickey Mouse Club. Um, and Full House. Okay. Those two things ran my life. Like, I so, don't. I'm, I'm going to stop you there. So, one of my questions, just to get it kicked off, is so our listeners become more accustomed to Trish, is Trish, are you more of a DJ, Stephanie, <laughs> or Michelle Tanner? I have always been the Stephanie. Always my life. Very nice. So, so that's awesome. I'm happy to hear you talk Mickey Mouse Club and Full House, two things that I'm very well versed in and were a big part of my life. So I'm going to let you continue the train of thought that you were going in until Boyd interrupted you. So please speak, speak about both. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, I just remember that that was the thing. You got off the bus and you came home and and you just flipped on the TV and that those are the two things. We had VHSs full of Mickey mm. Mouse Club. And if it wasn't on or if it was a repeat, we would just go back and watch whatever episode we wanted to watch and then learn all of the dances. And this was pre, by the way, this is pre-Justin Timberlake, Britney mm-hmm. Spears. If you recall, they were part of the re-reboot of the new Mickey Mouse Club. So we're talking the originals with The Party, which, again, one of my favorite cassettes ever played. So did you <laughs> did you stay with Mickey Mouse Club in the Britney Justin years? Did you maintain oh, yeah. your oh, family? Oh, I don't know if you heard, but I was going to marry Ryan Gosling. Okay. I, I don't, I mean, I think you're the only now. one. <laughs> you're the only one I understand. My sister was going to marry JC and I was going to marry Ryan and it's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> so, so it's, it's funny and, and I'll admit, I mean, this is, this is embarrassing to admit this, but I guess this, this whole podcast has been embarrassing to, to myself, but I used to watch the Mickey Mouse Club every day. It seemed like every day, right? And, and to your point, it was almost like this habit. You came home from school, maybe you quickly did a little bit of homework. Then you would turn on the TV. You would watch Mickey Mouse Club, maybe one other show. Then you'd go out and, and sort of meet your friends. For me personally, in my neighborhood, we would run over to either my friend's house or they would come to my house and we would watch it together. But a big part of why I wanted to watch it was because of the crushes that I had on the girls in the show. So, does that hold true for you as a female? Were you watching because you had a crush on, you said Ryan, but like... Ryan. Well, Ryan, because he was part of the newest cast. My all-time crush ever, and still to this day, is Tony Luca. And I was so mad that he was dating Carrie Russell, and they almost (laughs) got married. I, like, followed them through their entire careers, because, you know, first heartbreak. Um... (laughs) Uh, I I didn't start watching because of that. I started watching it just because of the, um, you know, it was a kid-run show. It was, mm-hmm. you've mentioned this in a different episode, but Roundhouse was one of my favorite shows on SNCC. And Mickey Mouse Club and Roundhouse, they were so similar in that, like, it was sketch comedy plus musical numbers for kids. It was SNL for kids. Boy. And that was just my, you know, my favorite thing. Yeah, one of, one of the weird things, and I'm going to shut up and let Boyd talk, I promise, but one of the things that just vividly is seared into my memory about Mickey Mouse Club is that they had this, like, this, like, serialized drama movie thing called, I, I want to say it was called Earth Angel or Teen Angel Emerald or something. Emerald Cove. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, about the dude there was that, like, Teen Angel. Teen Angel. There was, <laughs> there was uh, Emerald Cove, too. Yeah, they were just, I don't know why I remember that, and that just is, like, seared into my memory, but it is. And then, to your point, like, the the, the songs and the, the dance numbers, I mean, super cool. I wanted to be a cast member on the Mickey Mouse Club. Um, it, it didn't work out for whatever reasons, but, I mean, loved, 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 loved that show. Boyd, were you were you into it, or were you just like, nah, I'm not doing that thing? That. That passed me by completely. Younger, uh, younger sister, and just wasn't wasn't part of my my wheelhouse. No, loved it. So Full House, I know, is part of Boyd's wheelhouse, and we'll talk about Full House in in, in a second. But Boyd, you had asked Trish a really interesting question, right? Who does she relate to in in terms of the female characters? You should have probably thrown in Aunt Becky, 
because you very well may not know that Trish considers herself to be an Aunt Becky and wants to marry Uncle Jesse. But I would like to ask you, Boyd, which character do you mostly relate to on Full House? Oh, it's it's Joey. It's not close. <laughs> um, the My thing is that's all I had was being silly and goofy. <clears throat> um, definitely, <clears throat> excuse me, definitely was not uh cool dude, cool hair, uh leather jacket kind of guy, as Trish can uh, attest to. <laughs> so it was it was Joey, but more so it was the crush on Stephanie Tanner. So so you had a crush on Stephanie. Interesting. I have a story Ooh. about my crush on Stephanie. Trish, should we hear the story first? Did you did you write her a letter? Because I wrote her a letter. Uh I'll I'll one up you there. Uh, I took Stephanie Tanner on a date. <laughs> Sorry, I took Jody Sweeten on a date. Mm, okay, and, now you need to tell. Yeah, this is what... the the obvious question here: Is this pre or post her rehab Matthew, situation? It was post. So interesting. So the year was two thousand nine. Uh, I think it was two thousand nine. Um. We're both around the age of 24. So maybe it was 2000. Yeah. Ish. 2008, 2007, 2008. We're both around 24. She's doing motivational speaking. She's post like her rehab and stuff. She's she came to Rutgers. I'm like, all right, well, I'm not going to miss an opportunity to go. I was living near campus, so I'm not going to miss an opportunity. I go. Um, there was a question and answer session and I'm like, I gotta shoot my shot here. <laughs> uh, so as part of the, uh, the question and answer session, I get up, I grab my balls and I go for the gusto and I, you know, I talked to her about her performance and everything, you know, appreciate her, her coming. And I asked her out. She very politely declined. So I sat down in my seat, thought nothing of it. Afterwards, she was, um, you know, she was like in a different room in like this common area near the auditorium that she was at, which she was speaking. And there were a couple people near her. I went over, talked to her a little bit more. And I said, hey, look. I'm going to go grab a slice of pizza. Do you want to go? (laughs) She looks at me. Then she looks at like tour manager, whomever. And the person was like, no, sorry. I'm I'm doing this on, on video. Like, no, no, you can't, you can't really do that. So I was like, look downstairs. This was in the student center. I'm like, downstairs is a pizza joint. I'm going to go downstairs right now. You don't even leave the building and I'm going to grab a slice. I'll ask you one more time. Would you like to come with me? Persistence. You don't get anywhere in life without asking. You don't get things. Got to go for it. And she said, she gave another look and I was nodding aggressively toward (laughs) the manager. And then the manager said, yeah, go like, just go. So we went, we went downstairs we had a slice of pizza, just had a plain slice. I got to buy it for her. I felt really, <laughs> really good. And, uh, and that was that. I, I have no other, uh, I have no other stories above and beyond. Did you uh, try to make out with her? So a gentleman doesn't kiss and tell, <laughs> but since I'm not one of those, I, I made a slight move. Um, but she was in, uh, she said, I, She's like, there's somebody who wouldn't want me to do this right now, was her exact words. So said, okay. <laughs> Scandalous. Um, so so for me, this was this was the this perfect closure, the perfect way to uh, you know, to to have this childhood crush uh come to life, which was just great. I mean, that's amazing. I mean, I once asked out a Victoria's secret angel on a date and she said no and then i just accepted the 
the denial and, and just kept on going. But I don't know, Trish, any, any, any celebrities that, uh, that you've, um, you know, I was once asked out by Scott Boyd, who went on a date with Jody Sweden. So. <laughs> transitive, transitive property. <laughs> so, so Trish, you went out with Jody Sweden. So there you go. Your so fan- by the Kevin Bacon rule. <laughs> yes. So your fan letter was answered, sort of twenty years later through Scott. Um, I mean, that's that's an amazing story, Boyd. I I don't know how I've never heard that story. Trish, have you heard that story? I've never heard that story either. I knew that you always had love for Stephanie Tanner, but I did not know it went that deep. That's, I mean, to the core. That's amazing. That's amazing. So, <laughs> so, so did you watch Fuller House? Is really the, or were you too like scorned from your experience? Well, good question. It took me a little bit to get there, <laughs> um, but I did, and it was fine. Um, her love affairs kind of break my heart a little bit. No, I, I have closure. Fuller House was fine. Um, but I still prefer Full House. And and just like you, same thing. It was every day I would watch the reruns. I assume we'll get into this at some point, really dig deep into Full House because it's so there's so much in which to dig. Um but I would like a- to be another guest on that show. Yeah, let's get let's get Jody Sweet in there. Can you can you give it, her a call, Boyd, and get oh, her on? Oh, she's the problem now is she's too popular. Now with Fuller House, she's too popular. Um but it it was a huge staple in my life. I can I can quote it very well to this day. Really ingrained. Um, but I think that we should move off of that for a minute. And Let's I did it. want to hear more from Trish. So we talked about the girls from Full House. Let's keep keep going with this. Are you more of a Kelly Kapowski, Jesse Spano, or Lisa Turtle? Um. I actually always connected more with Screech than anyone else. Surprisingly, <laughs> guys, that was, uh, you, you know, know, I shouldn't assume gender. <laughs> this is 2021 at this point. And, and I respect that answer because I think all the girls in that show were, were terrible characters. So I was actually thinking about this and uh, I was watching the Orange Years preparing for this mm-hmm. very in-depth, you know, introspective interview. Um, and uh, when they mentioned Clarissa, I realized that Clarissa was so appealing to me as a child, as, as, as a female, because she wasn't Kelly Kapowski. She wasn't Jesse Spano. She wasn't Lisa Turtle. She wasn't perfect. She was quirky. And, and even she talks about in, in um, the orange year, she talks about how they didn't do any makeup. She got to pick out her own clothes. She got to like her own band posters were on her wall. Like she was normal and she was a programmer. Like, she was the first coder like that we were really experienced, like we were really exposed to. And I'm more connected with her than probably and her and Punky Brewster. So, I mean, there's a connection um, than probably any other Stephanie Tanner, Kelly Kapowski um, character from our time. I like Clarissa. I used to watch that show every day. I loved Ferguson. <laughs> I thought the episodes were, and we, we briefly touched on it, right? Like it was it was sort of an avant-garde show, if you really sort of think about it, the way that it was filmed, the storylines. Um maybe maybe worth an episode in the future just on Clarissa, right? Because I mean it's it's gold and we you know, Boyd always talks about like, does it hold up? Could it like be rebooted? Does it make sense? That show would crush it if it came back out right now. Crush I'm it. I'm literally I mean, I'm I'm binging it right now. Um it's on Paramount Plus and I'm in the middle of binging it. I love it so much. I always loved it so much. It was an afternoon staple for me as well. And that was going to be one of my, uh, one of my questions in the future. Um, but yes, that's absolutely true. And I, I assume that Clarissa would, would be uh, your go-to there, Trish, because she was rad. She was the original like emo punk rock chick that we were really exposed to. And again, they, they mentioned it on the orange years, like she brought up new kids on the block. She was like, no, I don't want to talk about them. I don't like them. And they went with it. Like they totally went with Melissa Joan Hart's direction. And and I love that about it because she was real. Love it. So let me ask you, I'm just going to go deep into my questions and I'm going to lump them into one. All right. Because in my naive mind, if I were to have been a female when I grew up instead of a boy, I would characterize being a girl during that time with the following things. Mall madness, 
Beverly Hills 90210, New Kids on the Block, Babysitter's Club, and Gem. Like, Gem. Is that a bad stereotyping of girls growing up at that time period? Or did those things actually play a part in your life? And you can uh, you can dissect in any way that you'd like, but that's like for me, that is girl. <laughs> I mean, honest, honestly, before you before you answer it, the reason for this episode that we have titled "I Have So Many Questions" like that's the title, and I feel like that's what Jeff. That's it. That's what Jeff wanted to ask. Um, you forgot Lisa Frank. So I don't even know who Lisa Frank is. So what, it's let's, it's let, let us start there. Uh, Let's what is what is Lisa Frank? Okay, so you know Ed Hardy? Yes, I do. I do know Ed Hardy. I've never worn Ed Hardy, but I do know Ed Hardy. When Ed Hardy came out, every girl from the 90s went, wait, add fluorescent colors and this is Lisa Frank. I had this on a folder. Like Lisa Frank was a tiger, like a green neon tiger riding a rainbow with like glasses and a unicorn in the background with like fluorescent stars like, on a trap on a trapper keeper on a on a trapper keeper that you you know uh and it went everywhere but you had like everything was lisa frank everything my actually my cousin who i consider my little sister she just had a birthday party for herself that was a lisa frank themed birthday party and everyone came fluorescent the kids got lisa frank coloring books like it was amazing you have to you have to look it up. I, I and... just Googled it. And so it's like the bright pink and green, like fuzzy little animals. Yes. You know, and it's And they it's... were so cute. And you had all your folders and you know when you made your little folder barrier to make sure that no one cheated on your test, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was it had to be Lisa Frank or nothing. So should I buy my daughter? My daughter started kindergarten. Should I buy yes. her Lisa Frank yes. like folders and, and stuff? Yes. 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 Interesting. And then it's funny when I when I googled it just now this like picture of i guess lisa frank popped up and like the first thing that popped into my mind was jojo siwa (laughs) (laughs) yes jojo siwa is basically just like a living embodiment of lisa frank and ed hardy just like put jojo siwa and and ed hardy together and there it is all right so i learned something new that's the point of this episode (laughs) so that's amazing lisa frank um so mall madness did you play it um, we were not allowed to have it. I don't Ooh. remember having it. Um, my mom didn't want to, um, I guess, promote the use of credit cards, which <laughs> if you know my sister and I, it makes sense in the future. Like, <laughs> maybe if we had played it, we would have learned responsibility. But um, we, our big thing was girl talk mm. and the zit stickers, which fun fact, the zit stickers will actually give you zits. Uh, so that was fun to find out that you're a little bit allergic to the adhesive on the zit stickers. We need to dive into that a little <laughs> bit more. I don't know if you want to now or yeah, keep no. Going, I want to but... dive in. I, that's another thing I don't know about. What are the, what are these things called? Zit so, zit stickers. Well, it's part of the game. Right? Okay, so the girl oh, talk oh, game. Oh, it was okay. like it was like a game of truth or dare for sleepovers. Yeah, and so if right, you wouldn't do it. The tagline. Little... Sorry, the tagline was truth or dare game that lets girls be girls. Yes. Because, you know, and, and you again, had to this, assume gender in the 80s. You have to assume gender. Well, OK. So in the words of John Mulaney, uh, I grew up before kids were special. Mm-hmm. And um, I grew up as a girl before girls were special. So we were only pink ribbons and rainbows and mall madness and girl talk. That was it. Though That was that's our clarification um, classification. So, so did you play girl talk with your girlfriends during sleepovers? Um, I rem I my sister had it. I was not quite old enough for it, so I would look through the cards and stuff like that. We would play with the zit stickers and whatever. My big thing was Dream Phone. I had Dream Phone, and you got this giant pink. Like, I mean, do you remember the Zach Morris phone? Mm-hmm. Except it was pink. It was like magenta, and you had to call your crush and see. It was almost like a magic eight ball, but y- like you had to call all these boys, which thinking back now what a horrendous game you had to call and see if you were rejected or not that was the point of the game so no wonder i said no to you boy and i thought it was yeah. a joke because we were just playing dream phone <laughs> yeah trish would rather go on a date with john matt and gary sorry scott 
and there's even Spencer in there. I'm looking at I'm looking at some uh, some images of it, and it's. I mean, they were the most beautiful Saved by the Bell little, yeah. um, you know, stereotypical '80s boys. Yeah, and in, in my disgusting boy mind, I'm I'm staring at pictures of the box, and that phone looks really phallic. <laughs> I don't know, Boyd, pull it up. Like literally, just Google Dream Phone, Google image search. And tell me that that's not what just stares into your eyes. But again, I'm a dirty little boy, so right. Yeah, that's 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 wild. And I I believe Girl Talk came out with like a sequel game called like Dateline, which yeah, maybe which, tries to steal off of the phone, exactly. the Dream Phone. So, oh my god, that is really phallic. Why would they make the bottom part bigger? <laughs> right, like, top part. Like I'm gonna have to link to this in in, in the show notes, but it's like. <laughs> I mean, the base is like double wide, and then it has the <laughs> handle. Which- well, it had to have the charger, guys. The bottom was always heavier in those phones. I, I mean, I, I guess back, I don't know. Back to your landlines, something. I, uh, I don't know, but I guess okay. So that that's cool. So that the the game's pretty neat. Did you were you into Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero? Like, what was your your go to prime time show? <laughs> I remember I could only watch 90210 if I got like a certain grade on my spelling test. Like it matched Ooh. up. Like we would always have a spelling test on Tuesdays and then Wednesday was yeah. 90210. So there was a special stipulation there. Again, looking back on it, I'm like, I don't understand why I was allowed to watch that. My sister makes sense, but I'm pretty sure I learned all about dating from 90210. <laughs> Not the best. Um, but I... What did I really love? Um, I mean, the the Nickelodeon hits were were all me. You know, the you can't do that on television. Clarissa, like I said, um, Mickey Mouse Club. Uh, what were we talking about today? Salute your shorts, mm-hmm. obviously. And again, these are all, this is just coming out of oh, girls can be you know telly. Girls can be a little bit jockier, right? Um, and they're not just, oh, you're a cheerleader or a dancer, or you're just the crush. Like, there were <laughs> these, just, there were these the more. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about Saved by the Bell. That was it. It was you were the yeah. dancer, you know? Um, but Babysitter Books, Babysitter Club Books. So you did read them. The time. Sa- oh, my gosh. We had all of them. See? And there was Babysitter's Little Sister. Mm. And then there was the Babysitter's Club television show, but I think that was much later. I never watched it, but there was there some were, type of show. Yeah, right? it was on HBO. Right, which sure. is weird because nobody gets HBO. It's like when I was a kid, really young, and Fraggle Rock was like a big thing. But when you actually think back to it, it's like, how was that actually a big thing? Because it was on HBO, mm-hmm. and nobody had HBO back then, mm-hmm. especially not kids, right? Like, So it's yep. weird. Like, And Boyd and I were talking about this in the last episode to a degree where like, when you think back as an adult to sort of your, your childhood – like things are really warped, right? Like I was saying for Salute Your Shorts, for example, like in my mind, there was like 13 seasons of Salute Your Shorts, right? Like I felt like it lasted forever and there were two, right? And like the same thing with like other shows. And I think maybe because we just didn't understand syndication, right? And stuff was syndicated and it was literally on every day. Like Say it by the Bell, I don't know how many seasons. In my mind, it's like 27 seasons. It's probably like, I don't know, boy, you probably would know. Four, I don't, five, maybe, probably right? six. I mean, yeah. So all all of those things, I think, are really four, and I just and I inflated it just by thinking about it. No, yeah. it's completely completely right. Same. I mean, we touched on it, and it's just because we literally watched it every day. Yeah, and we know that we know we know all the episodes, but we never took time to count, and we didn't understand you know syndication. We just assumed yeah. a million of them, and the concept of time. As a child, I, I was reading an article about this a few months ago, right? And it was like talking about how when you're a kid, like the summers seem so long, right? And like the time is so long. And the article was just talking about the fact that like in actuality, that is true. Because when you think about it, relativity like, relativity to like a child's lifespan, one year is like, you know, if you're five years old, <laughs> it's like 20% of your, your life, life, right? Yeah. <laughs> so as you get older... The, the 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 period of time it actually just it, it's very different so i think when you think back and this whole podcast has sort of done that has forced us to think back i like that we think back with our kid kid eyes right still on or our kid brain still on and um you know 
things that make perfect sense to us as children don't make any sense to us now, but we're, we understand and we accept that and, and all of that. So, so Trish, I guess another thing for me, right? Again, like if I was a girl back then, I'm like a big fan of gem because it's a punk rock sort of thing. Was that of your time or was that a little bit before or a little? It, little it was before? a little bit old for me, but my sister again, loved gem and I would always laugh because Jem was like twice the size of Barbie. Yeah. I was a huge Barbie fan and Jem just different manufacturer and she w- towered over Barbie. But she came with the stage and she came with all this cool clothes. So we would always integrate, you know, Barbie and, and Jem. But yeah, she was really super rad. Um, I had every single Barbie on the planet, though. Like. I remember just going into the basement and everything was like, we had the house actually scratch that. We had the Shira castle. If you Ooh, really want to go into it. Yes. We had the Shira castle and then Shira was almost the same size as Barbie. So we could actually have everyone. <laughs> I don't remember what it wasn't gray skull. Obviously what was, what was Shira's uh, castle called? That is a great I question. Know. I don't know, but I do remember Shira very much. Um, but her, I mean, her unicorn Pegasus with rainbow wings. I mean, my Barbies rode it all the time. <laughs> Did you battle your Barbies with Shira? Did they fight? No, because you don't you don't play that way with Barbies. Mm. It's okay. As a, and I, I hate to do this boy girl thing. No, please do it though. So uh, I am a mom of a boy and a girl. And I was always that person that was like, oh, there's absolutely no difference. Like everyone's just a crazy person. But I watch my son play with my daughter's things. Mm-hmm. And obviously they are almost the same age. They're only, they're only 16 months apart. They've obviously been raised in the same household. But the way he plays is so much more aggressive. Like there was no fighting in my house until like last year. And now all <laughs> of a sudden, you know, the 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 everything is fighting. And the same with my daughter she'll play with my son's cars or whatever like she'll play with the cars but it's so much more of an nurturing way you know they line up they they go to school they do i mean again for lack of a better word they do more maternal things they do errands they go to target yes yes i have this conversation a lot because i thought everybody was crazy too i thought that it's all nurture it's not nature and my daughter, growing up in a house full of Ninja Turtles and dinosaurs, will line up the Ninja Turtles and find the one April, and the one April will teach the other ones, or take <laughs> them to school, or be the mommy. It's out. It's outrageous. Yeah, my yes. my son will just battle the toys, and even if it's like Quincy's toys, they'll like they'll either fight or like the dinosaurs will eat them. Whereas Quincy is like playing school and very, very different. And I, and again, embarrassing myself, but I remember as a, as a child, especially when I was with my cousins, um, my cousins, there was the three siblings, two boys and a, and a girl. And she would be playing with like the gem dolls and like, we're going to the concert or like, we're going to like, and then the boys, myself included, right. We would take the gem dolls, like take their clothes off and then make them make out with like the GI Joes. Or fight, right? Like the so it was very different use of characters. And even as like a little boy who doesn't understand anything about like sex or or any of that, like our natural inclination was to make the girl and the boys like kiss, right? And like it was just bizarre when you think back, like how differently we behave, right? <laughs> and it is. It's it's absolutely just the most natural things. Um, and. You can't even say, again, in the same house with the same thing, Ninja Turtles and Ghostbusters and all that stuff, um, they just play differently. Now, granted, my son will also line up the toys and it'll be makeover day. And it's fine because sometimes it's all cars and he'll just wash all the cars. I'm like, all right, whatever you want to do, dude. But um, yeah, the the Barbies and, and all that stuff, they all got married. Everyone was getting married or they would go to the mall or whatever. There was no like battling gym anything like that. We did a lot of haircutting. Oh my God. I remember when we got in the haircutting stage, my mom wanted to kill us. We cut off all the hairs of all of our Barbies. (laughs) They still do that. So um, I I know there were toys. um, Forgive me. Girl toys. Listen, boy, it's okay for stuff to be made for girls. 
Like, don't be, so, don't be part of cancel culture. Like, it's okay. Um, so, so the girl toys. I know there were girl toy like dolls that just had Dude, heads of hair. That easy bake oven to, was for girls. You're supposed to brush. You're, well, my all I'm saying is my daughter got a. We're starting to give my daughter girl toys because she plays with girl toys everywhere else, and we just don't have a lot of them. <laughs> so we got her an Elsa. It's basically an Elsa head on shoulders, and she brushes her hair like it's a hair. We, we have that as brushes. well. Yeah. Oh, I, that, that, boy, you're done, huh? So. Sorry, that's a thing. I'm just saying it's still a thing. I'm, I, I was just it's saying a, it's still it's a, a thing. thing. So, it's still a thing nowadays. So here, here's another embarrassing question I'm going to ask you um, as our resident female expert. So, and Boyd and I have talked about this in other episodes, me more than Boyd. But the reality is, as a, as a young boy, I would watch He-Man and think that Tila was, like, super hot, right? And she was, like, my cartoon crush. Did you have any cartoon crushes? Did you think He-Man was, like, sexy? I think my first cartoon crush was Trent from Daria. Oh, oh. wow. And if okay. you know me, it tracks. It does like, track. <laughs> it does track. Interesting. That's, like, a um, very interesting oh, cartoon oh, crush. God. That's out of left field, but I get that. Love it. Love it. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you understand my emoness. And that, um, and you know what it was? He was just also so understanding. Not only was like cute and a punk rock band, like didn't care about the time, man. Like, um, he also understood Daria and like got it. She was such a loner and she was, you know, I can, I felt for Daria all the time. And Trent saw her for who she was and not for what everyone else expected her to be. And that was that meant something to me you know so he was my first like oh i get i get what crushes are now that's i mean that's sweet um and it's funny because now i'm thinking back to daria and i i just can't help but just remember how much i hated daria (laughs) (laughs) i was like this girl's lame (laughs) well i was very sad and lame all the time so (laughs) it, it worked for me we actually would always joke. My sister was Quinn. His, her like peppy mm-hmm. cheerleader older sister yeah, yeah. or See, younger I lo- sister. I, actually. I loved Quinn. That was like my, yeah. that was my character. In, yeah. So in that was my sister to a T and I was Daria and we could have dressed up for them as, um, as ho- for Halloween, but you know, Halloween's super lame. And like, why would you do that? So. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> All right. One more question from me and then I'll let Boyd rapid fire. First CD that you bought. Melissa Etheridge, your little secret. Wow! First, first cassette that you bought. Do you remember or no? Green Day, Dookie. Oh God. Okay, so <laughs> I mean, we we talked. Boyd and I talked about it. like Dookie is like one of these albums that is just so phenomenally great, even to this day. And it I holds rem- up hundred percent. And I remember specifically that I was a freshman in high school when that album came out, and I remember going to Nobody Beats the Wiz, which was like an electronic store back in the day. And wanted to buy the CD and the CD was sold out and I didn't want to leave empty handed. So I bought the cassette and I was on the freshman soccer team in high school. And I remember having my Sony Walkman. I think it was even the sport one, like the cool yellow one, if you remember that. And just listening to that tape over and over and over again on the way to every game. And the crazy thing about that is that probably 90% of the team all had the cassette or the CD and we're all listening to it. And there's only been a few like albums that I can remember where like 90% of people were all listening at the same time. That was one Fuji's the score was like another one where just everybody had it. And then I remember Beck, I think the album was called, uh, I don't know that uh, mellow gold. This one where like the song loser was on his first album. That was like another one. Like a lot of people just had it. Um, so that's, that's awesome. That album rocks. And like, I just need to go see green day just so I can hear them play those songs live. Like that will make my life. They're one of the only bands that I haven't seen live that I love, but I love that you, that was like your first purchase. That's amazing. Do you have a story about finding the hidden track on that album? Oh, I remember the hidden track really well. Oh, I absolutely remember it. Uh, it, it was just playing in the house and all of a sudden people are talking to you and you don't know what's going on. Um, even weirder do you remember like going back and buying their album before uh, kerplunk Day? kerplunk yes yeah of course and reading and reading the liner notes which by the way i lived and breathed by liner notes mm-hmm. 
and there was a whole story, like a whole fan story. I think about that, like that replays in my head every now and again. Yeah. It's it's one of those things that like it was just cementing. It was such a so bizarre and so artistic and amazing. It made me love them so much more. Yeah, and and the 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 bonus or secret track, it's it brings back another memory, which is why I love this podcast. Like all these things you don't think about. Mm-hmm. I remember like you would buy a CD and what you would do is you would actually flip it over to look to see if there was a bonus track because you would see you know the the space and like and then you would there'd be like the one little like weird line etched around. You'd be like, "There's a bonus track on this." But there's a bonus track. Fast forward at the end. Um, I remember it was a Stone Temple Pilots album, I think, that had um, a bonus track on it. I mean, there was a bunch, but that was like one that stood out. But I remember looking at the back of CDs and just being like, "There's one on here. That's awesome." <laughs> no, that's 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 super rad. Cool, cool. Okay, while we're talking about while we're talking about music. In the early 90s and late 80s, boy bands were a thing. So which one was yours? Well, 80s and 90s, that's New Kids on the Block territory, right? If you were going to fast forward to 1999, 2000, I am in sync all the way. 100%. So is my wife. She wants to to marry JT really badly. Same with same with mine. So <laughs> I, I want to go with that. Um, why do you think that everybody picked one and then just held on to it? my my sister? The same thing. Um, but there was, you know, you had to be a fan of one and you couldn't be a fan of the other or like you would. But in secret, because you had to stake your claim and mark your territory almost. I mean, uh, one boy band or one member of the boy band? Actually, I want you to say both. Okay. Well, there's – I think there's always going to be a competitive nature in in music to begin with, um, especially within this the same genre. Like, they were going after the same market. They wanted this, like, war, this rivalry, right? You couldn't be a Britney and a Christina. You needed to be one or the other. Um even now, like, actually, I couldn't even name two artists now that are relevant. So I'm not even gonna, <laughs> you couldn't be brand new. Ma- Megan and the Stallion. Back Sunday. You had to be one or the other. <laughs> Megan the Stallion or. Uh, yeah. Billie Eilish. Know. Is that a thing? I mean, yeah, I guess Billie Eilish. Right. What's an Eilish? Go ahead. <laughs> um, as far as the actual band members, again, it's it's. Mm, Maybe it's a it's a female thing of like staking your claim, like this one's mine. You can't cross the streams, bro. Uh, I'm not really sure, but I just JC was my sister's, and like no one was allowed to say anything about JC ever. He is the most talented member of of NSYNC, though. I will go. What? I will die on this hill. Um, all right, I have a story. <laughs> I have a story about. Did JC. you go on a date with JT? Is that why, Jeff? <laughs> no, but I. I wasn't dating. Like I, I knew this girl um, back in the day, way way before my wife was ever in the picture. I knew this girl who, for whatever reason, was like dating this music producer who was like a fairly famous music producer. I won't say his name, but after InSync sort of broke up, JC was trying to do a solo career and, and whatnot, and this producer was producing his album. And this girl that I knew. You know, we were hanging out one time. She's like, oh, my God, I got something for you. I was like, what? So she was able to get the raw um, vocal booth recording of JC on his new album. So before it was, like, edited or auto-tuned, so just, like, his true singing voice, that dude is awful, terrible. It, it, like, I, I could not believe it. I dreams like that. I, I know, I, I know. It's but soul-crushing. But it was insane. Like, a, it was insane that he was that bad. B, it was insane that this girl somehow got her hands on this. It's like, I don't know if you've ever seen that infamous audio clip of Britney Spears, like what her, her live mic sounds like in, in the concert. If you, if you Google it, it'll come up. And it was like that. And it's just like, wow. Like, he he fit the mold for what they needed. They artificially made him sound great, right? And he was he was pretty pretty terrible. So sorry, to bring that up, but it's it's just funny that you you mentioned that he's the greatest that there ever was. And, and um, <laughs> so uh, I have been to 
over 13 in sync concerts. And Boyd, if you remember correctly, I not only had a Godsmack sticker on my Volkswagen because that was cool, <laughs> but I also had a giant in sync heads in the back. Like I had taken a cardboard cutout and instead of putting it in my room, I just stuck them in the back window. So it was like all five members were riding with me. And then, you know, Lance's little face was kind of covered up by the Godsmack tattoo or um, <laughs> sticker. Uh, so that's how crazy I was about NSYNC. So thanks for telling me that JC is the worst. <laughs> he's, he, he's literally the worst. Were you, were you at the infamous NSYNC concert in Madison Square Garden that they recorded live for the HBS special? I'm in that recording. Oh, no. I was at that concert. So no way! So, I, so... <laughs> yeah, no. I was at that concert. I'll tell you the story here. This, I, this might be my favorite episode ever, Boyd. I don't know. Just because we're literally just shooting the shit. But... um. I love how you say that every episode, Jeff. I, I, it's because they get better it. and better, right? And they just they keep pulling these random stories out of me. So, so to give you the backstory, when I was in college, I was a relatively good student. I was not in, in the honors program. I lived with really smart people. And one summer, all of my roommates were getting internships because that's like I guess what you do, right? And I remember my 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 roommates saying, "Hey, dude, where are you interning this summer?" And I was like, "What do you mean?" They're like, "Like, where are you interning?" I'm like, I don't know. Where are you interning? They were like, oh, I'm interning at Deloitte, you know, consulting or Ernst and Young and, and, you know, all these real legit. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Uh, so I remember then I submitted a resume to Ford Models, which is like a giant modeling agency, right? Um, and I was like, hey, I want to be an intern. Here's my resume. And I ended up interning at Ford Models as a, like a, a booker's assistant. And what was really cool about that job, I actually worked for, for the supermodel division. This is like a story I probably never even told Boyd. So... I was surrounded by supermodels all the time, really famous people. But what was neat is that the the agency in the office, all day long, people would just, and this is dating myself, but like there were fax machines, and people would just fax invitations to parties, like crazy, like A-list parties. And people would be like, there's this party tonight, you know, does anybody want to go? Like, you know, because they want the models to obviously show up, right? But they did the same thing for the, the NSYNC concert. They were like, hey, we got like these free tickets for in sync tonight at the garden. Does anybody want these tickets? And I was like, yeah, I want them. Right. So I, I, I brought this, this girl who was a friend of mine. I think we were like front row in, in that concert. And it just, I was not a fan of in sync at all, but that concert was pretty damn awesome when they came down from like the, the ceiling and did the whole, I got no strings to hold me, you know? So tell me what was your, your experience at this concert? It sounds like it was better than mine. So, um, I was not in the honors program. Uh, I did not have an internship. Uh, my sister and I often say we majored in NSYNC because uh, that was it. That was that time frame. I remember I quit my job at, here's, here's dating myself. I quit my job at Blockbuster Video <laughs> so I could go scout, get bought by tickets to the Philly concert. We would always go. We would go um, New York, Philly, and and New Jersey. We were just fortunate enough to live mm-hmm. in the tri-state area. We could always hit three concerts every tour at least. A lot of money there. Yep. I mean, a lot of money spent. So we went to Madison Square Garden and we, ha- I don't even know how we got floor tickets. It must have cost us like our entire bank account. Probably, you know, at that time, what is that? $200 right. your entire bank account. <laughs> we felt so cool. And they did this, this uh, part of the concert, which when they sang this, uh, Friday this I promise night. you. Oh, yep. okay. When they sang this, I promise you, they the catwalk of the stage would actually roll down the center aisle of of uh, the arena, and they would be able to sing, you know, sing so much closer to everyone. <laughs> and for the Madison Square Garden special, they all had body cameras. Mm-hmm. And don't talk crap about my guy again, because on the JC cam, <laughs> you can see my sister and I losing our damn minds (laughs) i will be watching this tonight i will find it i think it's on youtube i will be watching this tonight and i will link this in the show notes as well (laughs) you can you absolutely can it is uh you know that is my 15 seconds of fame not even it's like half a second of fame but jc looked right at us (laughs) that is all i needed for the rest of my life i mean that's amazing I, We're like, basically married, is what I'm saying. I, it sounds that way. I mean, so I feel left out. I mean, Boyd's married to to Stephanie. <laughs> you're you're married to JC. Um, I mean, I'm I'm mar- my wife is you know better than both of them. So I guess maybe I'm the the lucky one here. 
I, I told you she'd probably listen to this episode. So, you know, th- throwing that out there. Um, no, that's amazing. Um, Boyd, I mean, that's, that's all I got. I feel like I know what it's like to be a girl. But that was 2000, that show. I, I, I know. Yeah, that was, that was, was later years. I mean, I was, I was in college. 1990, my first insane concert was 1999. My first ever concert was New Kids on the Block. So, again, there's a trend here. All right, I like that. first concert. My first concert was Beach Boys, Garden State Arts Center. Now Cute. PNC. Cute. I have a couple questions. Just I want to rapid fire uh, before we get out of here. So let's take it back. It's fifth grade, which puts us uh, 94 ish. Who was on your lunchbox? Fifth grade. I, I, I don't even think I had a lunchbox. Um, Ted from Hey Dude. Is that is that aligned with the right timeline? Did you have a Hey Dude lunchbox? No, I definitely brown bagged it. We definitely just didn't have like an actual lunchbox. But if oh. I if I could have <laughs> one, yeah, I was gonna well, say I like that would be a badass lunchbox. If you I think that was a little, and and I think that that was that was towards the end of lunchboxes for for us. I think. I mean. I had a Transformers one. I had yeah, like if you asked me in third Muppets grade, it would have been, one. if it was third grade, it would have been John Kruk, you know? That's like- what I mean. Okay. <laughs> John Kruk. That's amazing too. Were you a Phillies fan? Well, third grade, that's when the Phillies were going to win the World Series, but. Mitch Williams? Toronto yeah, Blue Jays. Williams. Uh, Joe Carter? All right. Joe sorry, Carter. sorry to, yeah. I, I'm just such like a Phillies hater that it just, I was like hoping to be like, yeah, I, I love the Phillies. I, yeah, no. Philly's boo. I we we moved to South Jersey from North Jersey in uh happened to be in third grade. So I was suddenly engulfed in in Philly's memorabilia. So Boyd, you're not a Phillies fan, are you? Correct. I am not. I did the same thing. I moved to South Jersey in fifth grade from yeah. North Jersey. Okay, good. Well, that's funny. We're we're both transplants, but I will say, even as a Yankees fan. I love John Cruck. <laughs> I will always love John Cruck. Um, I, there's something about that team, John Cruck, Darren Dalton. Like, I just love them. And maybe it was because I was just in, you know, again, I was just engulfed in it. And I was learning about all these new p- people and these things. But John Cruck was just such a badass. And Darren Dalton, every time he came out, they played Angel as a centerfold because of his wife or his girlfriend. I can't even remember that specific. But, like, these are things that are just ingrained in my mind. It happened to be a good time. I'm same way. I wasn't, I wasn't raised. Uh, a Phillies fan, but that 93 team was very, very um, important to the city and, and again, thrown at us. And I, I didn't have a huge say in the matter. I I was, I wasn't latched on really to a team yet Um, where when it was, um, I knew I was supposed to be a New York fan. But watching it, I was like, you know, I, I remember it very distinctly. John Crock, a giant, like, giant. Oh, my God. Uh, giant wad in his shoes wad, right. wad right in his, his jaw. He's got, the, he's got yep. the mullet coming out the back. Um, definitely, you know, definitely had some badass in him. And they had some players. But I will say to you, you North Jersey New Yorkers, I will say I am Eagles till I die. And Man, I will not you know, apologize. I, I knew you weren't perfect. <laughs> I, don't, I don't hate the Eagles. How can you not? The worst. All right. Keep going. Anyway. All right. And, I, and I, I'm sorry to interrupt, Boyd, but I, I just found the exact moment when I believe Trish was on the, on the camera here. So <laughs> I, will, I, I, I will screenshot this and, and send it your way. That's great. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I see two girls jumping, going crazy below and i'm assuming that one of them is probably you it's a little it's a little fuzzy because it's a vhs pre-hd um but that's amazing so sorry continue boyd all right so we did the lunchbox so did you think the cabbage patch kids act or did you think the babies really came from the cabbage patch oh no they came from the stork okay yeah the stork for sure i have a stork bite on the back of my neck and so therefore that was my that was the line for a 
really long time. Again, until I saw 90210 and I went, oh, I get it now. Or Dirty Dancing because abortion mm. scene. Mm-hmm. Dirty Dancing. Do tell. Big part of your. Oh, huge. Oh, my sister and I used to do the dance all the time. Who um, picked who, who up? Oh, I was always the boy. But actually, she was bigger than me. So um, she's always been bigger than me. So so she probably picked me up if my mom would have let us. But um, yeah, Dirty Dancing was huge in our life, which again, looking back on it, I went, Mom, you sure this is (laughs) this was our entertainment? Dirty Dancing and Look Who's Talking, the first one. That was a great movie. Oh, my gosh. We watched it all the time. Oh, and uh, it was on HBO all the time. Just one of the boys. Uh, that was with Hillary Swank, wasn't it? Not Hillary Swank, but no? she she was that same. But Hillary Swank was like twelve when this movie came out. Just just one of the just one of the guys. You're thinking of for the boys. Oh, I don't know. I, re- I remember what you're talking about. I don't remember who the actress was, but I <laughs> this is again. I remember specifically the fact that she like stuffed a sock in her pants. Yes, <laughs> and she also flashed everyone at prom to prove she was a girl. And it was one of the best movies. One of one of the guys, just one of the guys. We just watched one of the guys, that every day. 1985. It kind of does look like Hillary Swank, but I don't think it is. And it looks like uh, Johnny Lawrence, um, Billy Zapka. Oh, yeah, Billy Zapka, yeah. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Huh. It was, it's so good. And I mean, it would probably not hold up now because there's a lot of trans jokes. But oh, oh my gosh. Okay, sorry. Yes, I remember this. Um, just being on randomly on like uh, on on like HBO and and all right, I'm with you. I've seen it. Yes. So she she gets denied her internship or her like you know summer job at the paper because they need a more male voice or they need someone for the sports edition or something like that, like something so stupid in the first five minutes of the movie backstory. So she decides to go to to go to her next year of school as a boy so she can get a get a job at the school paper. And she cuts all her hair and she like straps down her boobs and it, you know, hilarity ensues. It's (laughs) such a good 80s classic, you know, girl pretends to be boy film. (laughs) They have a bunch of those too, right? It was a a genre. It was a genre. I mean, Ladybugs. Ladybugs is also a great one. Sure. Okay. Um, so So we got into that. I want to get a little bit more into I'll continue with like the, the toy section. Did you have candy necklaces? Oh yeah. And candy cigarettes. And ring pops. Always. And ring pops, of course. Uh what was your what was your favorite of the uh of the glamour candy growing up? We didn't really get a lot of it. I remember eating a ring pop and being like, this is so gross. My hand is so sticky. I've just always been a sour patch kid. Like just give me something straight up. Like the candy necklaces were cool until you like realize they melted on your neck (laughs) a little too much. You might have like pink and green neck or you like snapped yourself in the, in the neck, which was always really fun too. You just clothesline yourself accidentally just eating a piece of candy. Before I'm done with the toys, I have to ask Beanie Babies, tell me your story. No. No. No, I probably had like three just because it was the thing to get people. Uh, But Barbies, that's what, I mean, I had more Barbies. Like even, I would say up until five years ago, my grandma would still get me like the holiday edition, like mint in box uh, Barbie. And I was fed the same line as everyone with Beanie Babies and and most people with Barbies at that time of, no, you keep them in the box and they retain their value. <laughs> and now, 30 years later, everyone has them mint in box and they have no value. <laughs> so uh, do you want, here's, here's my, my story with that. <clears throat> as you know, I give my children all of my toys, but I found a... Uh, a Mike Richter, who's a goalie for the Rangers in 1994, in the box, the starting lineup figure from 1994, in the box. And I put it in my office, and it's, like, on a high shelf. And my kids look at it when they come into the office. And my oldest just kept asking to 
play with it. I'm like, no, buddy, just you have all your toys, like leave me mine. And then one day I'm like, all right, let me look like what this really goes for nowadays. I go and check it out and you can get them on eBay plentifully for like five bucks Yep, in the box. So I was like, all right, I took it right off the wall. That exact <laughs> second broke the damn thing open as, as, and as much as, as easy as I could, or I'm sorry, um, as destructively as possible. I was a little bit frustrated to be honest. And, you know, you I set want the box him, on fire. <laughs> almost. I want, I want now I want him to put the action figure in the dirt and break the leg off. Um, it's, I, I did the uh, same thing with some star Wars toys that I had bought. Like I opened them for the kids cause they were worth like $9, mm-hmm. $11. Right. But I was saying like, I was talking to somebody recently and I said, the best part about being an adult is being able to afford all the things you wanted as a child, but never got. And I've started to do that. Like start just buying the random stuff. Like, right. Like <laughs> exactly. I mean, we're not on video, but there's, I think that's what it, a Disney world castle. And it's a, a and. Uh, an imperial walker right geez yeah. st- star wars lego sets it's actually yeah it's oh, okay. the disney world castle lego um and and the at love it oh so, yeah i got yeah. You. all lego so love I it on that. my son's starting to get into lego but yeah like i've been buying old baseball cards like i i always wanted a frank thomas leaf rookie card Right. I bought one on what? I bought one on eBay $9. for seven dollars last week. Right. Yeah. Again, I have a John Crook rookie card. I have no idea what it's worth. <laughs> yeah. But it's like in the back of my jewelry box, like it's gonna be worth something in a hundred years. Right. And and it won't, but 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 I have it. But you want it. But you, yeah, that's what you want. I I get that. Yep. So so boy, listen, we're mm. we're we're coming up on time, but before we, we sign off, I I do want to just share something really quickly. So Bear with me. This may not translate well over audio, but I don't really care. But for Trish, <laughs> you, you, that's you, me. You should be able to see yourself in the that's me in the white t-shirt, right in the so middle, what's, right? What's really amazing is in my hand is a Kodak uh, camera. Yeah. You know, with film that I had to get developed. And my sister around her neck has like the big, uh, like HD camera, I guess. Well, it was not HD yet. I don't even know what it was called then. It looks like a giant Sony that recorded on like the little mini discs or something, right? Or it like, was a camera, like it had film in it. It was like, oh, it's a film camera. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's amazing. That yep, there it is. You, you have uh, it for anyone who needs InSync live from Madison Square Garden on YouTube. If you go to one hour nine minute and twenty five seconds, JC Cam, there it is. There you are. Monzo. Right in the middle. So I don't know, Boyd. I think that's a good that's, place as ever. It's a good to, place to stop. To, to yeah. end this. I mean, celebrity, frozen in time. I don't know, Trish. Forever. Any last any last sort of thoughts that you want to get out there that we didn't touch on? So I wanted to ask you guys, going back to the very beginning of the 80s, did you guys watch MacGyver? Uh, yeah. Do you know okay. MacGyver's first name? Because I do. There was a whole episode where he was. Yeah. So I was a diehard MacGyver fan. Oh my gosh, my sister was too. Loved his name was Angus. Dun, dun, I'm, I'm pretty dun, sure his, Angus. his name was Angus MacGyver. Angus, yeah. Dun, um, dun, dun, dun. It's on Amazon Prime, by the way, in case anyone needs the it. original one. Yep. Oh, I was in. watching it this morning. I'm in. I'm in. I don't know, boy. We might have to make Trish just like a regular, you know. Yes. Guess. The answer is yes. The answer is yes. Okay. <laughs> I accept I, you're your in. proposal. You're Thank in. you for this ring pop. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. So. I don't know, Boyd. I, I liked it. Trish, it was awesome meeting you and, and chatting. We're going to have you back a bunch. I think you had an interesting element. Instead of two dudes talking about it, we can say like three people, maybe be more politically correct moving forward. Um, oh, what about, and, and you're yelling at me about cancel culture. <laughs> <laughs> three folks. We'd have to say three folks. Two dudes and a chick. I don't know. But we can. Ooh, which is also a really great 90s uh, sitcom. Wait, was it really? Wait, first of all, great 80s movie, obviously, Three Men and a three, Baby. Three Men and a Baby. Right. All right, Three Men and a Little Lady. Um, but what was it? Ryan Reynolds, and it was Two Guys, a Girl, and a Pizza Place. I was going to say, Two Guys, oh, yeah. a Girl, and a Pizza Place, yes. That movie, mm, 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 I didn't mm, like mm. that movie, but it was- It was a it was show. Oh, it was a show? And I probably still quote Ryan, my favorite Ryan Reynolds um, line from that show, and that is, I cannot think anymore. My brain is full. Oh, I'm thinking of Mystic Pizza, <laughs> which, oh, no. which was a terrible <laughs> that's, movie. That's terrible movie. 1988, <laughs> terrible movie. 
I don't know. Th- this episode's running off the rails. I think, I think now is as good a time as ever to just start playing the outro, you know, Pete and Pete music. No, we do. We do Pete and Pete. Like we have Polaris. So I don't know. Trish, thank you. Boyd, thank you. Um, yeah, for everybody that's out there listening, please comment, subscribe. I mean, we have like a pretty steady, I think, group of people that listen to the podcast, but like, I would love for that to be a bigger group of people that listen. But, um, until next time, I don't Thank know. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Take care. See you next time. Someone, baby, come on, baby, show me the town. 